Hot cunt. Hot cunt. Hot cunt. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? And welcome back to Hot Cunt. My friends, my family, my community. It is season two officially starting today, and I am so excited. My name is Haley Hoff, and I am the host of this podcast. And it is an honor to say that I am back for another season. I kind of intentionally split up what was already started into season one into now season two because I wanted to have a little break to reflect on what am I doing with this podcast and what do I want it to be? And to simplify it, I want to, I wanted to just take a little time to get ahead of myself with the planning and the thinking and who am I going to get on the guest list? And I just, I needed to take a little break to do that. Season one was amazing. I had 18 episodes. I really started the podcast out of nowhere with this, like, you know, I put the cart before the horse, which is my creative process. It turns out to just like get going on something. Otherwise it won't happen. And I think throughout the first 18 episodes, I was really figuring out what this podcast is about and who do I want to talk to? And yeah, what is the value I'm providing you, the audience? And I just felt like I was sharing, I was having a lot of fun, but I wasn't totally getting to the like grit of the things that I wanted to talk about. And I was in some episodes or in some moments, but I was realizing that the, what was missing was for me the direction of what exactly am I talking about here? What exactly is the point? So going forward, there's just been a little bit of refining of what I think hot con is going to be. And I'm excited to share that with you. And so before I break into today's episode, I just want to give you a little bit of what I'm thinking about the shift. And I'll try and keep this short winded, but it feels really exciting. And I, I hope that it resonates with you, my audience. The idea of hot cont, like the actual words hot cont and what that came from for me was talking about trying to label, you know, the, the, the idea of trendy things online it was like, what's the hot cont of the week? What's the hot cont of the moment? And it became kind of like this fun tongue in cheek thing that I started saying and my coworkers started saying. And I was like, that's a fun idea. Like, let me expand on that. And it, it took its vein or like it took the form of speaking about pop culture in a bigger sense for the first 18 episodes. I was talking about TV shows. I was talking about movies that were in the box office and I was talking about the big albums of the year and et, et cetera. And I was realizing that I was having a hard time after a while figuring out what was connecting the episodes and also how to, who to talk to. And I realized that I wanted to talk more to the people that are in my actual community who are maybe not as excited about pop culture as I am, but bring them into the fold. How do I incorporate the community that I exist in, which are people that are not necessarily, you know, ready to talk about Miley Cyrus's last album or Love Island for a full hour and a half, but maybe they are interested in something else at the moment that's got them really excited and I want to talk to them about their art. I was having this thing where I was like, oh, I'm bringing on people that are interesting and talented but I'm not really talking to them about their talent. I'm talking to them about a TV show. And that felt kind of like a waste. I was like, I want to be able to do both. So that's what I'm doing going forward. I want to bring in people that I already know of, either they're community members and friends of mine, or they are someone I aspire to be like, or to pull inspiration from, or whatever. And I'm looking mostly at artists, creators, makers, small business owners, 
entrepreneurs, etc. People that I find inspiring. And I think the cool thing that I realized is that the content of it all is what brings us all together. Whether we're making our own or we are participating with online content, which is what we can now nowadays refer to as like art online, expression online, videos, all of it is music is now considered content, this umbrella term content. And everyone, basically everyone at this at this point of where we are in 2023 is required to participate with content in some way or another. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the relationship of humans and the internet and artists in the internet and musicians in the internet and how we're consuming it and how we're making it and what's inspiring us and what what in your world is standing out to you as something that's interesting and really I just want to talk about like art but it, art has become content and I want to talk about that too like what is that difference and how do we feel about it and so that's what I'm thinking is going forward I still want to talk about pop culture but it's not going to be the main shell of the conversation I think it'll find its way in through whoever I'm talking to and what they participate in and what is the culture that they're in you know like if I'm talking to a painter which I do on this episode today what is she looking at what painters are coming up for you and inspiring you and are they are they online are you finding them through Instagram and TikTok or are you finding them in the real world and etc etc so I think this feels more rooted in me. I'm really excited about this new direction. It feels like I can actually feel the clarity and the connection between the, pr the first iteration of this podcast to now. It feels exciting for me to be able to share my podcast platform now with my friends who are talented and who are, have, are making cool things and I can talk to them about it and share this space with them. And I'm excited to introduce you, the listener, to all these cool people that I know and hopefully more people that I'll continue to get to know through the podcast. So that's the new season of Hot Cond. There's a couple little things that are going to feel a little different maybe, but overall I think it's the same It's the same nuts and bolts and I'm just excited to feel in my mind and in my heart a little bit clearer about what this is. So that was a long-winded version. I, th I said I was going to be short, but huh, sorry. I have a hard time speaking short-windedly. You've probably noticed that already. Okay. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to welcome to the podcast my friend Tawny Western. She is a painter, a film photographer, a curator essentially of style and great aesthetics no matter where she goes. She's very stylish. She is the first friend that Michaela and I made in LA and she has introduced us to a world of culture down here that we are so, so grateful for. Everyone should be lucky enough to move to a new city and meet someone like Tawny who connects you to so many new friends and incredible events and musicians and gallery openings and we've just been doing so many wonderful things with this person it felt like I needed to bring her on and just share some of Tawny so please enjoy Tawny Western and as you will hear in the podcast I just want to give one quick disclaimer we talk about it a lot I won't bore you again but we do we did record an episode previously and I accidentally didn't hit record so that was traumatic <laughs> it was a big whoopsie and um, I'm still not feeling good about it but uh, she was kind enough to come back and record a second episode with me and we try to cover it all in one but please give extra appreciation to Tawny in your ears for being a generous generous friend and giving me two 
two sessions of her time. So please welcome to the pod, Tawny, and I hope you like it. Yay, season two, here we go. Western, welcome to Hot Cunt. I'm back, baby. Welcome back. Did you miss me? I did. Yeah. One week apart. Yeah. Too long. Too long. We talked every day, though. It's true. Okay, so everyone, welcome to the pod, Tawny. She was here last week, but unfortunately, none of you know that because I was a ding dong and didn't hit record on the most wonderful conversation that we had. <laughs> and I've been in an actual depression ever since. <laughs> That explains your shopping spree this week. Yes, I've been shopping to placate the sadness. <laughs> and it worked, but I, you know, I'm so grateful that I've had such a big mistake with someone who is so generous because that was a humbling moment for me. And I don't, I don't like making mistakes when it, I don't like making mistakes, period, but I don't like making mistakes when it affects somebody else. I'm such sure. a, like, a codependent person that my main concern was that I let you down, took up your time, wasted your time, wasted our time. That beautiful conversation went nowhere into the ether. It just disappeared, <laughs> which was sad because it was so good. And I was like, damn it. All of that just put me into a black hole. Oh, no, it, it's totally fine. It happens to the best of us. It's uh, very relatable from my friends who I spoke to about about just yeah. having technical difficulties. That's like, we had some technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And it's happened to me before, too. I think just not with the podcast but this sure. whole first season of the podcast was a trial and error and like I said with you last week there was multiple episodes that did come out that had a lot of audio issues sure up front and behind and as I say that I'm like are you recording are you recording it is it is yeah <laughs> the red light is on and the red light is on we I'm gonna be like manically checking that from now on yeah but anyways so we're back and it's a new day a new episode and as much as that conversation was incredible, I don't want us to feel like we need to try and repeat it. Sure, yeah. We can have a new conversation today, and when it feels right, let's fold in what we talked about last time. Okay, cool. Cool. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I asked you this question as a warm-up last week, and I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. What did you listen to on the way over here? Um, I did. I, so I have a my liked songs section mm-hmm. of Spotify, and it's very curated, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly. Um, but... I would be lying if I uh, didn't say that I listened to Arthur Russell again. Amazing. All the way. It's so true. It's so real. I'm really glad because, like yeah. I said, I actually can talk about Arthur Russell this week. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, we're going to fold this in. Last sure. week, Tawny was talking about Arthur Russell and was wearing an incredible Arthur Russell T-shirt. And I was like, is he new or old? Was yeah. basically my thought because I couldn't remember who he was. Sure. I went home and did my research, and I was like, oh, of course I know who Arthur Russell is. Mm-hmm. I don't have the deep knowledge that you have. Tawny dropped a whole history on Arthur Russell last week. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. But I, I love his music, um, How I Walk, How We Walk on the Moon. Yes. So that's been good. on rotation for me for a decade, Yeah. and I didn't realize that that was him. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's so cool. I'm glad that you I don't know, rediscovered him after. Yeah, so thank weekend. you for that. Yeah. His music is really unique. Truly, yeah. I mean, he spans so many different genres. It's mm-hmm. wild. He's such a prolific musician, and he's someone that I like. 
I turn to a lot for like inspiration, both with like painting and I don't know, just the way that he maneuvered the world and viewed things was so special. And um, yeah. I don't know, a really unique individual. Also very like meticulous and particular, mm. and like could be hard to work with sometimes. Oh, interesting. Heard, but um, yeah, you should definitely watch that documentary, Wild Combination. Oh, right. And then I'll send you the essay that I was talking about last week as well um, by Olivia Lang, which is like a love letter to Arthur Russell that makes me cry every time I read it. Oh my it. gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the, the full history. Yeah. Because after, in the shower yesterday, actually reuniting with Arthur Russell, I was like, oh, I'm ready to, I want to buy records. I want to yeah. have him on rotation in the house. Totally. Yeah, he's More. awesome. I'm glad that you like him. I, have a, I don't know if you had seen this, but I have, <laughs> I have a bumper sticker an Arthur Russell bumper sticker that I haven't put on yet. Okay. Um, because I told myself every, I just got a car um, this last yeah, year. Yeah, Tawny's a new driver. I'm a new driver. Um, <laughs> Which is an interesting thing we should talk about. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I have a bumper sticker, an Arthur Russell bumper sticker that says, if this truck is running, I'm listening to Arthur Russell. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. And I love the idea of that on your little red square. <laughs> Your Kia car, your hamster mobile. <laughs> My Kia Soul. Uh, Tony yeah. and I both have matching red box cars. Yeah. They're not matching fully. They're like cousins. Yeah. From yeah. like estranged parents, but <laughs> <laughs> as close as you can get for two different types of cars. Yeah. I love it. Um, tell us why you are a new driver. Like what, why didn't you drive before? What brought you to get a car now? Yeah. So I lived in Reno for middle and high school. Um, and I just never got my license there. Um, I moved to Chicago when I was 17, like honestly before I even finished high school. I think I yeah. finished high school online and they mailed me my diploma. Wow. Um, yeah, so I went to Chicago and I, you don't need a license there. You just don't. Yeah, like, public transit. Yeah, it's so solid. And mm. you can get to like every part of the city with public transit. Mm. And if you can't get somewhere in the city, there's like a metro, they call it the metro train. It's like the train that leads you to the suburbs. Metra? It's called a metro. Wow, it's a female. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Chicago is feminist. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I I am. That's the biggest downfall, I believe, of of LA is the lack of public transit for a big city. It's so. It's too sprawled, and you can't get anywhere without driving, and it does put a hankering into your activities. Absolutely, yeah. Did you know that, I read somewhere, um, I can't recall where it was, but there was like an estimation of when the public transit in LA will be on par with that of Chicago and New York, and it's 2071. (laughs) We're like 80. Dead. (laughs) We'll finally be able to ride the train here. (laughs) Oh my God, that's sad. But I I imagine having to all of a sudden put a train in is a pretty big project. Sure. (laughs) Like how how does one do that? I can't even like figure out how to swiver my house. (laughs) The idea of having to figure out how to like put a train all over city is it's a lot. beyond me. That's why I'm not an engineer. <laughs> so anyways, I should probably introduce you. <laughs> I feel like you're a friend of the pod already, but no one knows. So Tawny is a friend who I only met in LA, but is from Reno as well. She's a painter. She's a film f- photographer. And I like to say a community bringer, uh, bringer on her. Oh, yeah. Gatherer, gather. Yeah. The, I wrote it down and I'm forgetting. Tawny is 
Oh, The Great Connector, Tawny uh, Wester. Okay, yes. That's the title I've given you in my mind. <laughs> Honored. So Tawny is someone that we were connected to through a mutual friend in Reno when we moved here through Michaela. And we just connected with Tawny right away. And it's been really cool to be friends with Tawny in this new era because she has introduced us to all of our other new friends. <laughs> Tawny is like known in this city and in the people that know her as truly the great connector like she brings everyone into the same room all the time and just it's a beautiful community of people and we're so thankful to have met you because we like I said we've met so many people through you but also have gone to so many cool events because of you and you are just a cultivator of community and it's so lucky for us that you were our first friend that we made in LA Oh, are we going to cry? Yeah, I might. I might cry during this episode. The first tears shed on hot cunt. I mean, honestly, it's about time, right? Like, I'm ready to make someone cry. And I'd rather it be a good cry than a bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you all are just, like, in the folds now. It's so special and just um, really important to me for... I mean, the community here is so beautiful. Mm. I... I talked about this last week too. I feel like we're going to reference. I know last week we're going to keep saying that, but that's all right. Everyone just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. listening, just we went through a trauma. <laughs> we're recovering. Um, yeah, I have a really beautiful community in Chicago, but in LA, it's just it's a lot of Chicago people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so special and cohesive, and everyone gets along, and everyone is like so supportive of one another, and. Yeah very like different personalities and different interests which totally I don't know it's so there's so much value in that and um, yeah yeah. I'd say that's very true is there's kind of a an aesthetic similarity I feel like yeah when I walk into a party or walk into a picnic setting and like everyone's sitting there I'm like wow this looks like a painting it makes sense everyone looks like they belong here but then you meet people and some are from other countries some are from different cities yeah everyone's an artist or a maker or musician in some way or another and yeah. like there are some bold personalities and there are some like I don't know it's it's so cool every single gathering I've been to I've made a friend or a connection that really excites me and inspires me and mm-hmm. that's thanks to you that's amazing yeah I um it brings me a lot of joy when all of my friends come together and they like build those connections or yeah. are able to form a relationship outside of me um yeah that's really important to me and I'm very intentional about who I bring around and um, yeah, I'm just grateful that you all yeah. are, are here and vibing really hard with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so are we. It's so fun that also we are, like, friend here. Our our first and real friend in L.A. is a Reno person. Like, yeah. that's also just so silly. Totally. <laughs> I know. We stick together without even trying. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I meet someone from Reno or if I meet someone from Chicago, there's just a, this instant connection. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time in both of those places. Yeah. Um, my formative years. So, I don't know. It's just, like, immediate in a lot of ways. Yeah. You just have a lot to relate. You're a Northwest and, Reno girl, right? Yeah. McQueen, baby. Tried and true. Yeah. I am actually a Reno high girl, but my street was in Northwest Reno was the cutoff. The kids that lived across the street from me went to McQueen and we went to Reno. The Great Divide. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel... And I went to Clayton Middle. Oh, that's right. That's where I met Jerome. Yeah. You met Felicia there as well? Did you know Felicia then? Oh, no, I I didn't know she went there. She went there. That's where she met Jerome. Oh, my God. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember. Yeah. Middle Uh, school, what a blur, huh? Yeah. I was billing her scale. (laughs) Ah. How did you dress in middle school? I need to know that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because 
black dress speaking, was crazy. Speaking of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, I discovered, so someone from Wisconsin moved to Reno. I can't remember. <laughs> Please tell me they were the one that like brought the culture influence for they you. They did. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Okay. He was like into pop punk and oh. like introduced me to all of the, this like, music that I hadn't really been familiar with because I have so many siblings. You just kind of end up listening to whatever they listen sure. to. Um, and my siblings, sorry y'all, have <laughs> interesting taste. <laughs> when it comes to music at Diss. least, you know. <laughs> I gotta roast them. Um, yeah, so he, he like got in trouble or something in Wisconsin. It's like very vague memory of him getting in trouble and his mom being like I can't deal with you anymore I'm gonna send you to live with your your aunt in Reno (laughs) and then he just like changed everyone's life in that middle school like in seventh grade the power of this kid yeah yeah. I want to know more about him he sounds like there's (laughs) there should be an a24 indie film about him (laughs) wow yeah is he still in Reno I have no idea oh my god if if you're listening whoever you are Wisconsin boy I know that this audience is mostly Reno, so <laughs> everyone look out for this guy. Yeah. Okay, so how'd you dress? Pop okay. punk? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, in middle school, I think it was like trying to be accepted. I did wear Abercrombie Fitch. I had like, <laughs> okay. I had not to tie it in. Yeah. I, got my, I remember getting my first Abercrombie and Fitch, my first and only hoodie, mm. uh, because that's what everyone wore. Totally. All of Reno, truly. And yeah. like you had to have it that shit. It took over the culture. Yeah, it was like American Eagle, Abercrombie, mm-hmm. and then hand-me-downs from my yeah. my older sisters. So I was like 11 years old wearing a tank top that said hot lips <laughs> on it. It's shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> too. So it's like a really crazy amalgamation of attire. Um, you know and I also wore band shirts too. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, depending on the band, but yeah. Yeah, good Charlotte. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> well, we're, we went to middle school at the same era, which was very much the like turning into emo scene era. Like it wasn't oh, totally yeah. there yet, I feel like, but like we were getting there. Yeah. And the, the Clayton influence was very much that. It was either you're like preppy and the Abercrombies and that stuff, or you are in yeah the like your bangs are starting to really come in heavy over one eye and like the really far side part yes and you're starting to a lot of people were wearing sweatbands oh yeah like very hot topic yeah central and i was i was very preppy Uh i don't even know if i can say that i I never owned any Abercrombie or any brand name because my mom we couldn't afford it and she didn't let me yeah so I was in like Shopco clothes. Oh, Remember Shopco? Shopco. <laughs> yeah, I was in very Whoa. basic, <laughs> like <laughs> grocery store clothes, <laughs> Target, whatever. And I was fine with that. But um, my best friend every year for my birthday would give me a gift card to Old Navy, mm. and so I got this neon—I'll never forget—bright yellow fleece Old Navy zip up, like a quarter zip bright yellow and I wore that all the time with like swishy pants what do they explain swishy pants <laughs> you know like back, like <laughs> like athletic swishy pants like okay. I don't know how to explain oh, like them. the windbreaker yes material. windbreaker thank okay. you okay yeah like that was my style swishy pants. <laughs> it was like a bright yellow thing with like 
I had like a silver pair of swishy pants, black. Wow. And then I couldn't figure out how to like dress like all my peers because I wasn't into that music that they were into, but I yeah. like wanted to be edgy. Mm-hmm. And so I started wearing like my brother's old t-shirts mm-hmm. that were small, just like super tight. Yeah. Like that was a moment I really went through. It was like tight old t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, what a weird time. Capris, I also used to work. I remember the oh. seventh grade, I like, my mom bought me new clothes <laughs> for middle school. This was not my choice. It's like what she bought me. Mm-hmm. And I had a pair of bright orange capris with like actual orange slices all over it. Oh, not my style at all. I would, but wear I like those wore them. <laughs> yeah, now maybe. <laughs> and like, like a little preppy like collared shirt. Okay, interesting. Ugh. And then I, yeah, at, by the end of eighth grade, I was wearing like sweatbands and like yeah, tight t-shirts and little chokers and the, so weird. The early aughts were <laughs> very strange times in fashion. I yeah, uh, it's traumatizing like seeing photos of all of us like where just what we wore I don't know I know it's nuts. I would have li- loved to go to school where there was a uniform I think it would have been really good mm. for me emotionally because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was pretty hard for me to figure out how to get dressed and I was so lazy that I didn't ever want to put much effort in but I remember always feeling kind of like less than or outcasty because I didn't have the Abercrombie totally. sort of like brand things yeah but it is also so interesting to like witness yourself go through those eras mm-hmm. of like how you try and fit in and how you try and define yourself yeah, I'm only now trying. To, I'm still trying to figure out how to dress. Sure, you've yeah. got it locked down though. Thank you, style queen. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've really honed in yeah. on what flatters my body shape and things like mm. that. So I mean, I was still figuring it out at that time too. I wore the most unflattering clothes, and again, a lot of my clothing was hand-me-down stuff yeah. or thrift store stuff. I only had the one Abercrombie thing, and it was like such a big deal that I yeah. that I got it. Otherwise, it was like. Did it like hang in a, a plastic bag, yeah. like to keep it safe in your closet? <laughs> uh, I did have a track suit that I wore sometimes. Anyways, yeah, weird, strange times, very strange times. But I appreciate the compliment of my my present, yeah, of my course. present taste. I, I, I talked about it again last week, and I, I want to tie it into talking about your art because I think you have honed in an aesthetic and a style that is bled through everything you create and how you present yourself online and mm. how you present in person. And I think that's really cool. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And I'll just also use this moment to talk about the new direction of the podcast a little bit. We, we really went in on this last time and I'll, I'll do less now, but I think it's important for the listeners to know that with this new season of the podcast, I am excited to take it a little bit in a different turn to talk more to artists and makers and creators about the content they're making, the content they're inspired by, the content they're disliking, etc. To make it a little bit more personal and to make it feel a little bit more enriched in the things that I like in a more grounded way, if this makes sense. Like, the pop culture is fun and I want to keep the pop culture around, but I want to really invest in the community of people that I know that are really talented and interesting and have amazing projects that they're working on and give and share platform to that and just, like, talk about what we're all inspired by and making and laughing at on the internet, etc. Mm-hmm. So with that, Tawny is someone who I wanted to bring on because she is not a pop culture girly necessarily, but <laughs> not really at and all. like at all, but she's a culture girly for sure. And like how we define pop culture versus culture is a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. Tawny is someone who is an artist through and through and is very inspiring to me. And as a friend, it's cool to see how you use the internet as a service point for your art but also your personality and your style and it all feels very cohesive and well well curated and also very 
authentic. And I think that's something that should be talked about. And that's like what I want HotCon to be now is like, how do we talk about our art and how we show up with it and how we also use this weird internet tool in our favor and get it in front of people. And I think you're great at it. So let's talk about it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Very flattered to be the first um, in this iteration of the podcast. Honored to be here. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm a very analog person. Yeah. Um, so the way that I maneuver social media has changed quite a bit in the last number of years. Just with my work, I was working in the creative marketing and social media, and I've created content for brands and things like that um, over the last few years. But I had to be on it mm-hmm. because I was monitoring the social channels. Um, yeah. So I started using it more, I think, regularly. And as an artist trying to do something with my my practice and like sell work, um, it's just an easy way to reach yeah. audiences. And I feel like my a lot of people will have separate Instagrams. We touched on this too. The um, I I used to have a separate Instagram for art, mm-hmm. and I it was too much. It was too much to manage. So now yeah. it's just yeah a combination of everything. It's like I'm, yeah. I am out there, you totally. know, which. Uh, I feel like I can be really vulnerable on my on my profile, and I I'm not afraid of that. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of stigma surrounding some things that I touch on, like death, and mm. people have a hard time talking about it. And um, but a lot of people, everyone experiences it, you know, death and right. grief and maneuvering heartbreak and uh, stigmas. I don't know surrounding trauma, like talking about trauma and mental health and things like that. And um, I'm trying to I'm not, I'm not, I don't know I'm just doing it I guess I just like posting my work yeah. starting conversations posting f- funny things like yeah. license plates that I see that are that make me laugh and I don't know weird things like there I went to a goodwill um, to drop some stuff off and there was a garbage bin out front and there was a blue bag in the garbage bin but it was taped around the garbage bin with supreme <laughs> table, like, like, just very like, LA yeah just like <laughs> shit like that uh, so capturing moments like that too yeah and it's it's great and like I said previously I think you can tell that a you're an artist because your your aesthetic point your your point of view feels similar no matter what the medium mm-hmm. so Tani's paintings will blend in well with her photography as well as like a selfie you've taken as well as like your Instagram story of you selling your clothes Mm. and like then there's a joke kind of thing and it's all it just makes sense like some people I think think too much about these things I think Mm -hmm. we've all been guilty of getting a little in our heads about Instagram at some point or another Mm -hmm. but I feel it's refreshing to come across somebody who's just like like you said it's all in one place take it or leave it and I think that's the kind of person on the internet I want to be But I've been somebody that's been so insanely online since MySpace came around. And like you said, I do it for work that it's sometimes hard for me to separate sure. my like, I tend to overthink it a yeah. lot. Uh-huh. And then I go through seasons of like not giving a shit at all. Mm-hmm. And I it, that's fluctuated for me since, like I said, MySpace days. Yeah. Well, we like grew up with the internet yeah. too. And I was also just always online when I was a kid. I would run home yeah. and log in to our dial up. Yeah. AOL to get on AIM and talk to Jerome. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God. I, like think I, with, I think he was my friend on AIM too. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been a person that's just been attracted to the internet since it came around. Sure. And I'm using attracted as a kind word of addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being sweet to myself. 
Um, yeah, and, and then I sometimes like question that. Like, why do I post so much? Like, why am I online so much? Why do I need to be online? And sure. I know for me it is an approval thing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it's also a, it's a way for me to express myself that feels very fun. Yeah. Like, I find posting dumb things to my Instagram stories very fun. Yeah, you're hilarious. <laughs> oh, thank you. You make me laugh all the time. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But yeah, just like I enjoy that sort of expression. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel bad about that or like in my head about that. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, like am I icky because I like doing that? Sure. No, I've I've been asking people, I've been doing like pulse checks with some friends because mm. I've been posting more regularly. I've just been creating so much yeah. in recent months that there was a period where I was posting every single day, like a hard grid yeah. post every day. Yeah. And now with the algorithm and the way that it, I don't know, it, it is, it's yeah. just not showing people everything. Or, mm. And people are also, the behaviors of folks have changed when maneuvering Instagram or social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like stories versus grid posts and the way the al- what algorithm is, what the algorithm yeah. is showing us, which is primarily reels. Right. And, yeah, I don't know. I but I've yeah. had to do pulse checks recently. I'm like, am I annoying? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Am I, I posting that. too much? I'm constantly in my head that I'm like annoying my peers. Yeah, I feel that way too. But whatever, they follow follow us for a reason, you know. Amen. <laughs> they can unfollow us. If we're annoying you, sorry. Too unfollow bad. us. Unfollow us. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite person that you're following right now online, like a, oh. a creator or? Or what kind, maybe even, like, what does your explore page look like? I don't ever use the explore page, Mm. like, really at all. Okay. Um, I mostly use stories. Sometimes I'll uh, go through the homepage. There there are a couple artists that I really love. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's this woman named Katie. I think her last name's Merchant. She's Thank You Okay on Instagram. That sounds familiar. Really, we look kind of similar, like we would be related, but the oh. way that she, um, I don't know, approaches fashion and mm. just her lifestyle and the way she shoots photos is really interesting to me and just like aesthetically pleasing and I love that. Cool. Um, and then a lot of a lot of painters, I follow a lot of painters and um, that's mostly what I'm looking at, mm. honestly. Um, yeah. That's nice. What about you? Anyone that you're um, into right now? Well, my explore page is, is actually what I use a lot. <laughs> my explore page feels a lot like my Pinterest homepage, which mm. is very curated to all the things I like. And right now it's very shoe heavy. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kind of like spiritual memes heavy. They're kind okay. of like um, existential crisis themed yeah. memes, which I enjoy. <laughs> which tells you a lot about my mental health. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, um, usually there's a couple like graphic design creators that are in there or DJ things. Like it's a pretty Mm. good amalgamation of like all of my interests, but Mm -hmm. it's really shoe dominant these days because I, I can't help but click on a good shoe photo and then that just, you know, feeds the monster and now it's 99% shoes. Yeah. I really love the shoes that you post though. Like I would wear them. It's inspiring. And they're not necessarily, I've been getting more into sneakers recently. Yeah. Like, I just bought my first pair of Solomons a few months ago. Yeah, I love them. Um, I love them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been, what do they call it? Was it Gorp? Um, like, it's like, fa- I don't know. Gore-Tex? Like, 
No, no, no. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Gorp? Uh, yeah, it's like a, the fashion side of like hiking and fa- I don't know. Oh, I don't know. There's a term for that. It's like, I don't know. Someone's, I think someone said Gorp. Maybe I'm wrong. I love it if that's what it is. <laughs> but the, it's totally, right now is such a cool moment in the shoe, specifically in the shoe industry, but fashion industry period, the way yeah. they were crossing over. Like high fashion is now basically workout clothes that are elevated and tweaked by like yeah. really cool artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way shoes are being pushed right now blows my mind. Like, you know, I think shoes have always sneakers especially have always been like an art to some level, but it's kind of like a small pocket of people that are in that world, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then shoes are just appreciated by the culture. But the artistry around it now, it's like like Crocs hiring Salehi Bombery, which who was like an insane shoe designer. Mm-hmm. He made all the ones, the Crocs that have the like ripple pattern that mm. are really like funny looking, mm-hmm. but they're like massive now and just selling for $600. Like wild, crazy stuff. Like New Balance works with him. Every time he goes and does a shoe, you can tell it's like his, his imprint, but it's so bizarre. And now it's becoming like the fact that Crocs hired him. Mm. He used to be like high end only very specific world. And now it's like infiltrating into like every brand of shoe. It's just, mm-hmm. It's an exciting time to be a shoe nerd, <laughs> I'll tell you what. But I also love that, like, shoe fashion in L.A. especially is, like, wear whatever you want and wear it confidently, and it'll, like, look sick. Mm-hmm. And I think workout sh- or, like, athletic shoes are taking over here, and I'm so thrilled about it because they're so comfortable. Yeah. And so cool. Like, the Solomon movement I'm so into. Totally. Me too. Yeah, I've been wearing them a lot. I, I'm wearing boots right now, but... Um, yeah, the comfort thing has become more important for me as I get oh my God. older, as it's I enter my, my 30s. One. I mean, I wear Hoka's 99% of the time now, which I recommend. Yeah. Did you know that those were invented for, like, downhill running? Huh. We were talking about that. Downhill recently. running? Who yeah. does that? I don't know. <laughs> but so, so a couple of people were wearing them at this art night that we host sometimes, and yeah, and it just came up. Someone was like, I think those were invented for downhill running, and then someone sent us an article about it, and yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, (laughs) I walk Barbados around our neighborhood where there's a lot of hills and I can walk down them. Yeah. (laughs) Better for your knees. Um, Anyways, Hoka's recommend. And I think you would look great in a pair. Thank you. I used to have a pair. Um, But then I switched to, I got these Pumas that I love so much and now I have Silliman's and yeah. I can't wait to see what you're going to get next. Yeah. I bet you're going to get a pair of Asics. I might actually. Look at, I knew. Yeah, I might. (laughs) I've been thinking about it. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your photography for a minute. Okay. You've been doing film photography for, you said, a really long time, right? Yeah, since I was a kid. Um, My mom was a photographer, so I spent a lot of time with her, like, honestly processing film and helping her in the darkroom and the film studio, and she was constantly taking photos of us when we were younger, setting up backdrops with, like, bed sheets and things like that. Um, with us when we were kids so I got into it really early and I have not stopped yeah Um, yeah it's kind of evolved into this really big part of my practice now too and I feel like I've really honed in Mm -hmm. on my interests and composition and yeah more recently I've been doing photos portrait a lot of portraiture of friends Mm -hmm. um, and then friends who are musicians or friends who have art practices and they want they want um photos to promote them themselves yeah Yeah, like me (laughs) 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 yes would love to photograph you but um I just got a medium format camera which I'm really excited about I primarily shoot 35 millimeter on a Pentax and I usually have it with me like all the time yeah 
Um, and yeah, it's just, it's honestly become this like part of, just part of me. I always yeah. have a camera with me. I love it. Yeah. Your photos are so great. Thank and you. I like how you shared last time that you start with, usually with portraiture mm -hmm. of your friends, you take the photo and then that's what you use to paint off of, right? Yeah, yeah typically, yeah. It's, it's a real, it's just another way for me to connect with them. A lot of my work has to do with like connection and memory and um, nostalgia and mm. things like that in a way that I started doing portraiture painting wise because I just started painting like not that long ago but um, as a means to connect with people it was during lockdown and I was yeah. feeling really isolated and couldn't see anyone I wasn't I was talking to people but we were all of such high anxiety right. there was so much happening and um, very like stressful times and it was a way for me to connect with my close friends or like my chosen family Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just to spend time with them. I sometimes on my captions or something when I post a photo or if I post uh, like a photo series or a portrait that I've painted, I'm like, I spent time with so-and-so yeah. this yeah. week because it's truly what it is. I'm just like hanging out with them. It's a very intimate process, like finding a way to like relate and connect with a person that isn't physically there with you, um, right. but also portray them just portray them in a way that's true to who they are. Mm. And um, yeah, and like their interests. And sometimes I'll ask like, is there a color you want me to avoid if I am painting someone? Yeah. Sometimes I won't tell them I'm painting them at all and I just- Surprise them. Surprise them, mm. yeah. So it's different. it's different every time, but I've been trying to take photos of everyone. So it's just, yeah, that's my full process. Yeah. I'll like meet with them, we'll talk about it. I'll take their photo and then if I'm drawn to one of the photographs or the composition or the color or whatever, then I will translate it onto a canvas. I used to plan paintings with collage too, mm. um, which has been really fun. I reference film and music a lot yeah. in my work too, whether it be like the titles or the color palettes that I use. Mm. It's all things that I'm really, yeah, really into. So I'm just like folding it all in. It's so cool. You're Thank so talented. You. Thank you. Is there any famous person that you would love to do a portrait of? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let me circle back on that. I have to think about it. It's not. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think about what my mom has told me to, to paint because it would sell. She's like, paint like Barack Obama. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love him, but. Yeah. I wouldn't paint him. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, honestly, a painting in your style of Barack, I, I get it. It would sell. <laughs> your mom's not wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, remember the hope, the hope posters? Oh, yeah. I never forget. There's one that sold recently for like a million dollars or no something. Way. Yeah. Like, I think wow. maybe the original and like an auction house in Santa Monica that my friend was working Crazy. at. Yeah. It was me, by the way. <laughs> you bought it? I bought it. <laughs> You come over, it's on my wall. It's absurd. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> uh, I think if I were to paint a portrait, not that I paint, but if I were, I feel like there's certain people that are like, and maybe this is because I've already seen portraits of them painted, but like a Bill Murray. He feels oh. like someone that's like very portraited. Sure. Yeah. Um, or like an, I could see like an Adrian Brody being interesting because he's got yeah. such intense features. I feel like you could do like, yeah, something I love Adrian kind of. Brody. Yeah, I would do like Bowie or something, but I feel like that's yeah. also kind of cliche. Yeah, sorry, it sorry. is, it is. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I didn't say it initially, yeah. but that's like who came to mind first. Right. Um, 
I'm not sure. I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll know. <laughs> be thinking about it for the next few days. <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about my pop culture gir- girly moment, my new segment that we're going to try out. Okay. <laughs> so because Tawny's not totally a pop culture girly, we're going to see wh- when and where she was. Yeah. So in this segment, you're going to say, I, Tawny Western, was a pop culture girly when blank or for blank, whatever grammatically makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> Full sentence, please. <laughs> um, I, Tony Western, was a pop culture girly <laughs> when uh, pro wrestling was in its prime. <laughs> oh my God. That's a surprise. Yeah. I. <laughs> oh my God. Pro wrestling. So, so older, sibling, older siblings. Um, yeah, I just. They were really, I always watched or listened to what they were into. Yeah. And my siblings went through like a WWF sure. Well, 90s, right? Yeah. Any older sibling. That makes sense. Yeah. That checks out. Um, but I thought back, I just thought back to, uh, I think it was third grade, we'd have these like questions of the day. <laughs> oh my I God. can't believe I'm saying this. Um, we'd have these questions of the day and it was like, who would you want to meet alive or like anyone alive or dead? And I said, triple H from no. the <laughs> Oh my God. That's who you need to do a painting of. Triple H. <laughs> is he still alive? I wonder. I don't even know who that is. Does he listen to this podcast? Triple H could be my name. I've got three H's in my name. He's the guy that, <laughs> do you? <laughs> well, Haley's got an H at the beginning and the end. I'm in a Haley sandwich and then Hoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. True. True. Um, beginning and the end. Uh, he's the guy who did the suck it, like, with his... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was, like, Oh, that's who you tawny. wanted to meet. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Because we watched so much wrestling when I was yeah. younger. I watched so much other stuff, too, but... Um, and did... I was also really into nature and, like, being outside. Yeah. But when we were watching... When I was watching TV with my older siblings... <laughs> that's so funny. We were watching WWF. I remember going to a sleepover at a friend's house... It was like a birthday sleepover. There was like a ton of us girls over there. And there was an older brother who mm-hmm. was up in his room watching WWF. And I was like, let's go out there. Like, it was like so. You were so intrigued. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, and we all like, eventually we're all laying there in the bedroom with this poor brother. Like watching this <laughs> fucking wrestling. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, that was not on in my household. So that's. Yeah. That's a reference point I have only from visiting other people's homes. Yeah. But... It's making a resurgence. We should go. Is it? Yeah. I feel like I've seen <laughs> multiple people posting stories about going to wrestling <laughs> matches recently. Crazy. <laughs> or like monster truck rallies. You know, in Reno, there's, and I hope this is appropriate for me to say, this is what I believe it's actually called, but um, midget wrestling tournament in Reno each year. Mm, I don't know. I think I think it's li- it's literally called that, but I don't think we're supposed to say that word yeah, anymore, no. right? No, like dwarf. That's what I think the appropriate thing to say is. Interesting. Not surprised if that is the, yeah. the title of it for Reno. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm forgetting it, but I know that yeah. that's what people refer to it as, which mm-hmm. is also... Uh, I'm, Unsettling. I'm feeling a little bit like I want to reel back <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. No, <laughs> take just, it back. I'm going to cut that, cut that out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Okay. I'm embarrassed. Okay. No, you're fine. It's tricky to, like have try and like touch on because our last conversation was so good i know and i want to bring it all in but I'm yeah like... it was so good and yeah it's just tricky to 
I, like, I want to touch on all that stuff. I somehow felt like I was sharper that day, and I was incredibly hungover. I know. <laughs> I know. I think I was sharper that day. I'm feeling a little foggy, but... Yeah, same. That's okay, though. Yeah. We're just going to let this be what it is. Yeah. This, this was what God, <laughs> God intended. This is how. This is the way God intended it, so we're going to do it. And mm. you know what? I think my desire to control this is what's coming up for me is like I want to control like get back to the conversation we had last time yeah but it's a good practice for me and not let's just ride the wave baby. all right all right riding it but is there something that you want to that you remember that we want to talk about because I'm happy to no no I just like it just felt like I don't know like fluid and nice it was just nice yeah yeah it was a really good conversation so and look at us now we're fucking <laughs> struggling <laughs> talking <to> about <laughs> small people wrestling <laughs> But I do appreciate your pop culture girly moment. I think that's good. Thank you. Um, yeah, really vulnerable moment for me to share that with all of Reno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Reno, Reno listeners will get will be down for the wrestling moment. I, I know. I feel like they could relate. One thousand percent. I think Reno culture was wrestling culture for a long time. <laughs> it's either it that or like is. cowboy culture. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, it's like you either went to the rodeo or you watched wrestling or you did both. <laughs> and now I'm, I like, I think the queer line dancing situation. Oh, yeah. Did in you LA, go? Did you yes, go? Yes, I've gone okay. twice and I'm. To stud country. Stud country. I'm yeah. absolutely obsessed with it because I love line dancing okay. and I loved going to the rodeo in my like 18 to 21 year old yeah. era yeah. because we would just get wasted yeah. and like dance yeah. like our hearts out and it was so fun and i appreciate that cowboy men like to dance cowboy men <laughs> cow men <laughs> oh my God. and um, so i feel like but i never liked going to the rodeo because obviously i didn't know it when i was 18 but yeah. like morally i didn't align with anyone there but i like now as an adult i'm like oh i would still like to go to the rodeo to like have the fun i used to have yeah and now Stud Country is giving me a slice of that, plus some, and I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm so glad. I still haven't been. I've also never been to the rodeo. I never went to the rodeo uh, all my time in Reno. And I think that, yeah, I don't know. I we just... should go. <laughs> we should go home for a trip together and go to the rodeo because I think it is a place you can have fun if you're, like, with a good group and sure. you're not, like, stuck in the crowds of, like, yeah, you know, on your own to, like, deal with the people there. Yeah. I also haven't been since I was really young, but... I just know how much fun I used to have. Yeah. If you have a couple Jack Daniels and throw them down, then you're like, <laughs> whatever. Anything goes. And I don't like to watch. I don't like to actually watch the rodeo because that makes me sad. Yeah. Okay. I have to touch on something. I just went to the LA County Fair for the first time since I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm still processing. I've <laughs> like seen a lot of people ago. on my Instagram have recently been going. Yeah. So it's done now. I think okay. it's like a two week okay. event. Um, but we went on the last day because a bunch of my friends who are musicians out here had like a, a stage, the farm stage, and the, it was just like they were playing sets back to back, fun. like a bunch of different musicians. And it was so much fun to, be, to like be invited. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was really cool. But that part was cool. And then you walk like 100 feet and there's a pig racing. Yeah. <laughs> arena and then deep fried corn dogs oh yeah just like I was overwhelmed there was so much happening like yeah. any, anything you could have imagined was probably there um uh. but there so there was that pig racing stand which already is like eh, I don't know about yeah. this and then the announcer comes out at some point and he's like all right 
for the first time in LA County history, LA County Fair history, we've got baby lambs. No. About to <laughs> and he's like, they're still on the bottle. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh my. It was, it was nuts. And he's like, can I get some adult volunteers to hold the bottles for when the babies are done racing? I was like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Someone called PETA. <laughs> I know. And like three people that I was with were vegan. And I was just like, what is happening? What is this alternate universe? And people were stoked. Stoked. Oh like, I, of course, baby animals, precious. Racing. Yeah. yeah. Just let them walk around freely. You yeah. Know? Just let them be. Yeah. We didn't watch it, obviously. We had to walk away. But, um, too triggered. I was just like, what I would have been fuck? watching, like, sobbing. <laughs> but every once in a while, being like, go. <laughs> loving the competitive energy but hating what's actually happening <laughs> yeah that place is wild uh, uh, i spent a full day there though and yeah we drank 20 dollars margaritas yeah and sat on bales of hay wow and watched our friends play music and from your instagram stories it looked it looked vibey in a, in a yeah, unique way yeah that's fun i yeah. i like every once in a while like once a year doing something like that that just feels like so different than the culture that you're currently in yeah i think it's important yeah shake you up be like oh there are yeah. other people on this planet that yeah do not do what i do yeah <laughs> do <laughs> yeah. not think the way i do yeah yep. and it's jarring but it's um it's real yeah it's very real that was so real <laughs> so real too surreal re- too so real, real. <laughs> yeah it's real and so real <laughs> oh my gosh okay should we move into what are we hot for sure are you going to do the same as last time, or are you going to have new ones? I feel like we should touch maybe on... Maybe I'll just like quickly yeah, let's, list the ones let's, that I said last let's week. Let's do that. Let's touch on what we did last week. And Do you remember? Um, I don't. I don't. I know that gatekeeping was one that I'm not for. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember. Betting. Bet, betting? You were into oh, betting. Oh, investing into comfortable betting was... Yes, you were hot for that. Yeah. Um... You had a whole list. Oh, hot for prose poetry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to repeat that because no one else is going to come on this podcast and say that. <laughs> I fucking love prose poetry. <laughs> I, I've been, like, writing it and, like, I've been writing a lot, which is new for me. I don't, I'm, mm. I'm not a writer by any means. I never really did write at all. Like, in, oh, wow. I never journaled or anything in my okay. adolescence. So this is a new thing. Um, you but just it, started picking it up and yeah. writing prose poetry? Did you have a history in it? Did you take a class? No. Nothing? No. Huh. So I'm writing like essays, prose poetry, and a lot of it ends up like being in my captions on Ooh. posts that I make, but I also made a sub stack that I very oh. infrequently post on. Cool. Um, which is usually aligned like with my Instagram. Like I'll post it there at some point. Can you, um, for me and anyone else that's a layman out there, yeah. define what prose poetry is versus normal poetry? Yeah, it's just like paragraph Okay. form so it can be like storytelling and okay yeah i don't know ada limone is someone that i read a lot of and she's the 24th poet laureate of the u.s and she is so she's from sonoma mm. california and she is just like her work really speaks to me and cool. um i think i've purchased like all of her books um recently like in the last couple of years mm. um, mary oliver also really solid billy collins is someone that i was turned on to by someone last year who's also really interesting who didn't start writing poetry until he was like 40 Mm. which is really um enlightening and like inspiring i think for creatives who think that it's too late for them 
Um, it's yes. never too I late. I love finding people out in the world that are like, yeah. oh, I just started this yeah. later in life. It's, yeah. it's healthy for yeah. us to remember that. Absolutely. We don't have to have everything figured out by 30. Yeah. There's like so many painters like MacArthur Binion, who's a Chicago abstract painter. He didn't find success until his like 50s. Wow. And now he's like killing it. And I didn't start painting until I was 28. Right. So just a few years ago. And yeah. that it like upsets me that I didn't find it sooner, but I'm glad that I found it. You uh, found it when you were supposed to find it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> glad that I did. Glad that I took that yeah. elective. Um, but yeah. But prose poetry, probiotics was another one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Gut health, baby. Changed my life. Yes. We are anti-bloat in this house. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you're not taking probiotics right now. Do you, it. You should be taking probiotics <laughs> right now. I am a new woman since yeah. I started taking probiotics. I don't know why. I mean, it's expensive, but yeah. it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on that completely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. That, that was a good list. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. Yeah, the poetry was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing more, because I went home, actually, and was like, what is prose poetry? Yeah. I didn't look it up, though. Sure. Just thought yeah. about it. And yeah. Um, last week, I was hot for The 100-Foot Wave on oh, that's HBO, right. That's right, an yeah. incredible docuseries about surfing that has got me absolutely gripped, and I cannot wait to finish it <laughs> when Michaela gets home from her vacation. <laughs> um, I'm not allowed to watch it without her, <laughs> but it's so good. Watch it if you haven't. It's, I, I spoke about how inspiring it is to just like witness people that are so deeply focused and passionate about the thing it is that they do and like they can't do anything but that like these surfers are so all in on this mission to catch the biggest waves and it's like uh, I want to wake up and feel like that one day yeah (laughs) you gotta find your thing I gotta find the thing that I'm just like reeling to whisk it all whisk it all (laughs) I'm reeling to whisk it all Oh no. Um, okay, and I don't remember what I was not for last week. Oh, oh, how could oh. we forget? <laughs> I'm gonna not. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. Okay. But I will just okay. say I'm not for the doom of AI taking over. <laughs> I listened to the Daily episode last week, and it ruined me. Um, and that's I'll leave it at that. I'm not gonna talk about it again because it's it goes dark quick. You're not the same person after you listen to that Daily episode. <laughs> It ended the podcast last week on a sour note. <laughs> so people, <laughs> now let's go back to what are you hot for now today? Parallel parking on the first try. Oh my God. Is there a better feeling? Oh my God. I did it last <laughs> night. I did it earlier this week. Wow. And that's a big deal. One, because parallel parking is hard and for a lot of people. Yeah. And two, I'm a new driver. Right. <laughs> so that was like a big deal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So I did it yesterday and I was like, damn, I hope someone saw that. Did you like <laughs> get out of the car and like start walking with a little swag? You were like, mm. I tried to, but the car was at like a slight slant. So I had to like kick the door open and like hope that it stayed open. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, I, yeah, parallel parking on the first try. Um, it's almost orgasmic. Yeah. An incredible say. feeling. Yeah. What, what a rush. <laughs> What a rush. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm hot for is when you put your hair <laughs> in a ponytail and the hair tie goes around the exact amount of oh. times you need it to. Oh. You know how sometimes it's like too tight 
or sure. then too loose if the yes. hair tie isn't oh my god <laughs> it's got the, like the perfect do you elasticity? think it's the elasticity yeah. oh yeah 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 the one i i just had to take it off my wrist because <laughs> it was actually hurting so bad cutting off your circulation yeah i was like god like i can't sit here for this whole hour with that squeezing me like that so yeah. it's gone now but i get it and that one's like a tight grip yeah I, they're not too tight oh that one you had no yeah and yeah. if i put my hair up in a bun it, it'll give me a migraine oh no you know you gotta like pull it out a little yeah bit. it's no good <laughs> it's no good so definitely hot for that that's um, such a like secret thing that women and men are going through on a daily basis that we don't talk about it enough no we don't like elastics in your hair can really affect your day <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> it really can like i had one last week that was like too stretched out uh-huh. and i had a low bun and it just like kept like you know, every hour, like, falling out. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I have to go do my hair again. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's so frustrating. <laughs> I think that's a lot of reason why I don't run. I'm not a runner because <laughs> I think it's the fucking ponytail. That's it the just, reason. It distracts me. It's my asthma. <laughs> it's my asthma in the ponytail. <laughs> the, I haven't found the right hair tie oh, yet. That's why I'm not a runner. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's incredible. Okay, what are you not for? Um... Oh, <laughs> I wrote these down last night okay. with Christina and Hannah because uh, it's really hard for me to think about what I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not for. I'm, I'm into so many things that yeah. it's like, what am I not into? Um, shopping at a different grocery store than the mm. one that you normally go to because um, yes. you don't know where anything yes. is. Mm-hmm. And it's devastating. It's like, it really throws me yeah. off. I don't know. On, um, I get that. On Christmas, Christina and I were like driving back from a hike, and we were gonna make a meal. And it was still early in the day, so we were trying to rush to a grocery store, whatever was on the way. She's like, "Oh, there's a Vons right here," and I, I guess I said, "That's not my Vons." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's not my Vons." Yeah, we're, we're not, not going we're there. We're not going there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't believe you would even suggest that. Yeah, I so. do have a question. Where do you grocery shop in the city? What, what's mm. your store, Vons? depends on my mood and what level of chaos I want to experience because oh okay. there's a there's a Vons on Sunset and Hill or on Virgil and Sunset and it's like usually mm-hmm. the one that I go to and it is chaos Always, yeah. there's always something happening there yeah you know I so bet. late night a little weird to go there yeah you also in California you can't I mean, I don't buy a ton of alcohol, but you can't use self-checkout. And I usually just want to use self-checkout because right. lines are so long. Right. So um, sometimes I'll go to that Vons. There's an Albertsons that I go to. Oh, my God. Albertsons. That's a throwback. Yeah. Um, nicer produce. Really? Uh, yeah. Albertsons. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Trader Joe's. Those are my Okay. Those are my go-tos. What do you go to? I'm a Whole Foods girly. Oh, interesting. Dropping my whole bank. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, you're go- you're, there's that. Yeah, there's one near you. I just like it. It's aesthetically comfortable for me. Sure. Um, it is, it's become a problem. I have started doing most of my grocery shopping there. Originally, I was just going there for the few things I couldn't get at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And now I've kind of just switched to being only there. But the Ralph's by me is way too crowded and congested. It actually makes me feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, yeah. I didn't think that that was a thing I would experience at a grocery store. But yeah. um, it's just too much. Is it so, the rock and roll Ralph's? Yes insane it's crazy there you can't even get like a cart down the aisle it's like always packed yeah weird vibes in there i've been there twice it's crazy yeah i'm like (laughs) i I can't go there anymore it's bad juju and then there's a gelson's that's like right on our street which like sometimes if i just want to walk to like get almond milk or something yeah but it's it's a million dollars (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah 
it's been an interesting thing, like adapting to having to find multiple. I have to try and break apart my shopping to multiple shops. And this is adulthood. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, look, that was the one perk about Reno is my Rayleigh's. I could get it all there. Oh I was like, yeah. Done. Yeah. I went so. to the I went to Gelson's once. I was making a pineapple upside down cake. I mean, I've been there multiple times, but I was making a pineapple upside down cake and I needed maraschino cherries. That was uh-huh. the only thing that was lacking uh-huh. from my from my um, ingredients and. The only maraschino cherries they had was a jar that was $15. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Everything like, there is. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's insane. I yeah. thought that Whole Foods was like the highest. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. There's a grocery store chain in Chicago called Mariano's. And I have a lot of Chicago friends here. And we talk about Mariano's quite a bit. <laughs> like it's, do you remember Mariano's? They have like grand pianos in Mariano's. Wow. They have bars with like bartenders wearing vests. And like, what? yeah, and you can shop with wine. It's like you walk around the grocery store. That like, sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah, with wine and with the sound of piano music wow. e- echoing through the aisles. It's really beautiful. I would beautiful. love to experience Mariano's. Yeah. I love when a we good go to grocery Chicago. store. <laughs> yeah, which we will one day. Oh God. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I am hot for. You already know what it is. Yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh yeah, you are. I had to hold back when you were speaking about it earlier because I had to save it for this. <laughs> I, as as previously mentioned, I am new to Abercrombie. I never had it before. I never really even went into the stores. I think I went like once or twice with my friends and like knew it was off limits. So I just was like. Who knows what's what, the point? Yeah. What internal thing I was battling at that era. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, watched a TikToker shout out. Her name's Claire Holt. She has really inspired my fashion lately. She's like a lesbian kind of mask. She like does fashion TikToks for like, these are my staple pants and these are my staple shirts as yeah. like a mask lesbian. Yeah. And I've never really looked at stuff like that before, but she's really inspired me to like get some new staples and she recommended some Abercrombie pants and I was like mm. oh I've never thought about looking at Abercrombie for anything yeah feels very 2003 <laughs> because it is yeah. <laughs> but then I saw these pants and I was like damn I really like those so then long story short bought some pants they were too big had to go to the mall the other day to replace them which I should also say I'm very hot for Westfield mall <laughs> I haven't had a mall experience that was pleasurable like that in years. I was like, what is this mall? This is like bougie and gorgeous and outside and whatever. That's West, what Westfield. Have you been? Century City? No. Oh I mean, I, I know I, I've been to a Westfield mall, but not that one. Gorgeous. I don't go that far west. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, one day if you ever want to go, I think I'm going to be doing it every Friday night. Okay. <laughs> noted <laughs> I took myself on a date night to the mall because mm. Michaela's out of town and I was like okay I'm gonna go return my pants get some new pants walk around get dinner see a movie sure treated myself that sounds a beautiful that's like a beautiful evening. it was stunning yeah and it's it got kicked off right because I went to Abercrombie <laughs> and I returned my pants only to find that I wanted every single item in the store <laughs> I was like oh no I'm gonna sh- I'm going to drop every single penny I got on this. And I got these pants, which I love, and another pair of pants. And that's it. I only did that there. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back <laughs> for next paycheck. I'm obsessed. And I I posted about it yesterday on Instagram. And I will tell you that three of my male friends responded. And they all are people who I consider very fashionable, saying something's going on. Abercrombie is killing it right now. Like there is a moment that people are aware of that like yeah. Abercrombie is doing well right now they hired some new designers yeah yeah they're doing something because it, it truly i walked in there and i was like has it always been this good because yeah. i've been sleeping for a long time 
Well, I'm happy for you. Pants are really hard to shop for. And it's it's been the hardest thing for me my entire life, especially yeah. lately, because I, I, won't, I won't talk about it too much, but my body proportions are different than most women. I go out where people go in and vice mm. versa. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't seem to find a pair of pants that like work with that. Mm. Um, and I have only done um, secondhand shopping for pants for yeah. like the last, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah, like same. I really haven't done, but, like that's why buying pants at Abercrombie feels like unheard Absurd, of yeah. insane mm-hmm. um, but they fit and they like look good and I'm like whoa like they're awesome if I had just bought one pair of pants like in the last decade that fit me right who would I have been yeah. my confidence would have been through the roof <laughs> I already got compliments twice on these pants out in public Hell yeah. I was like holy shit like this is what happens when you like buy Abercrombie <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways that's, that's awesome. what's going on for me I'll probably be talking about it till cool. the end of time and then my not Oh, also from my experience at the mall, I am not for the movies not having small sodas, oh, like small it's drinks. Only, it's only jumbo. Yes, it's just like massive everything. And it's like yeah. I had just had dinner. All I wanted was like a small Diet Coke, mm-hmm. like a can size with with a gorgeous proportion of ice. You yeah. know, you got to sneak that stuff in. I know, but I was at the mall and I decided to go last minute. So I was like, ah, I'll just like run in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was like $8 and it was like Bluff. two liters of Diet Coke that I ended up drinking. And I was yeah. like, this is going to kill me. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't drink soda really anymore <laughs> other than tonic sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. You love your tonic. I did. I ordered a whiskey soda last night or not a whiskey soda, tequila soda last night. And I oh. thought of you. Yeah. How did <laughs> it like, feel? Haley would be proud. <laughs> how did it feel? good it went it burned a little bit <laughs> like going down it burned you just like taste the tequila more oh you, 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 ta- you prefer you taste, the tonic taste i just like i don't like the tonic t- tawny no <laughs> no <laughs> but we're trying uh we meaning me hannah and christina are trying to and and like less less of our sugar intake i guess me so, too yeah so. i decided last night Oh, how's it going so I mean, far? I've been like, I've been doing... <laughs> 12 hours later. <laughs> I've been doing um, less sugar for a long time now, but I really have kind of fallen back off the bandwagon. And last night I was laying in bed and feeling the way the sugar was affecting me mm-hmm. from dark chocolate. Oh, interesting. Which was just minimal, but still I was like, ah, like it's, I'm even feeling it in this. I need to like cut it out completely. Yeah. yeah. So I think so far I'm doing okay. Yeah. It's been... 12 hours, hours so <laughs> we'll see i'm so proud of you thank you it's ugh. i just noticed myself getting headaches immediately yeah that's not good so and it's because i you know there's snacks in this workplace that i'm in that are like cookies and mm-hmm. treats and diet cokes mm-hmm. not that there's sugar in there but god knows what is right <laughs> <laughs> scary stuff very scary stuff oh uh, well anything else you want to say to the pod um, if you've made it this far, thank you for thank you for listening, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just please know that our first one was really organic. It and was yeah, it was incredible, gorgeous, yeah. and heartfelt. And this one, it does feel just kind of awkward to be like try and rehash a conversation we already had. Yeah, totally. Um, so I appreciate you coming back and giving me more time yeah, and being generous. And I'm so excited that you are the first person. Yeah. For the new season, I think it's appropriate, and I think appropriate because you're great you're like a perfect type cast for like what I want this podcast to be going mm. forward as like someone that I feel inspired by someone who's artistic someone who's not into pop culture necessarily but into all sorts of other cool cultural things that I want to talk about so thank you thanks for coming back yeah thank you for having me yeah 
And maybe we'll release the video of the, the previous one someday. Yeah, we should. With no audio. You can hardly hear it, but you'll see us. Our outfits were good. I felt really confident in my outfit that day. Yeah. And I don't today. So that's also probably participating in just, like, the different mood for me. Sure, yeah. I don't know why I feel foggy today. I think it's the June gloom, honestly. It's, like, the the lack of sunshine. It's been rough. It's been a whole... 10 days of no sunshine so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense it's changed Uh, us but yeah thank you so much tell people where they can find you so they can look at your art buy your art support your art commission you etc yeah um it's my instagram is just my name so tawny western i'm sure you can link me or tag me Mm -hmm. in that um and my website is tawnywestern.com. <laughs> Good. Um, I do take commissions, so taking painting commissions, portraits, still lifes. No pet portraits, I'm sorry. I know. Love I'm them. waiting for the day that you finally say, <laughs> just for Barbados. <laughs> I'll do him. Lo- like, yeah. Thank you. Love animals. Uh, don't want to paint them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I do collage commissions too so like paper landscape stuff Mm. and also portraits if you're in LA or coming to LA or if I'm coming to Reno or Chicago which hopefully will be soon I would love to photograph you yeah so let me know yes ring my line ring the line let's hire this artist baby that's right (laughs) okay Donnie thank you so much this has been an incredible episode of hot Cont. thank you to everyone listening and let's go season two baby (laughs) I just channeled my WWF, Triple H. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Al. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)